Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word. Our first reading for this morning is the intro for the fourth Sunday in Lent, Laetere. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. Rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad for her, all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Old Testament reading is from Exodus chapter 16. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So... Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he was heard, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses and Aaron say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. You shall each take an omen according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered, some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. 
as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. And when the sun grew hot, it melted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is from Acts chapter 2. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to even have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. How quickly things can change. I don't know that any of us imagined just a week ago that we would be in the situation where we are now, where almost everywhere has been limited to gatherings of ten or less, a time when people are getting more and more concerned as the virus gets 
closer and closer here in Lincoln County. And for many, they are already dealing with it in their counties. The restrictions are getting tighter and tighter, and we're beginning to get more and more uncomfortable at the same time as we are getting more and more scared, more and more worried about what happens when it finally gets here, which it most certainly will. And perhaps it's not even ourselves that we're afraid of, but our loved ones who are older or who are more vulnerable, and we're starting to let that fear control us. But despite all of that, the word of the Lord is here nonetheless. We have seen churches and pastors all over the nation, all over the world, who are working to ensure that the Word and the sacrament gets to their people in whatever way we can manage that is the safest possible way. Our Lord is yet again working through His people and His church in order to ensure the truth that the Word of the Lord endures forever. The very Word which tells us the depths of Christ's love for us, the measures that He was willing to go through with in order to accomplish our salvation, which tells us of His suffering on the cross, which tells us of His death for our sins, and which tells us of what He earned for us on that cross. He earned for us not a life full of fear and panic, but a life of peace and even joy, no matter what's going on in the world around us. Here again, our intro for this day, which speaks to us of that peace and that joy. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her all you who love her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast. Before we dive too deeply into this intro, we should ask a very fundamental question about this intro, and that is, what is Jerusalem in this psalm? Well, as you know, the psalms come from the Old Testament and during that time, the vast majority of it, Jerusalem was the home of the king, the home of the line of David, the line that God had promised that his Messiah would come through. But even more than that, Jerusalem was the home of the temple, the home of the king of kings and lord of lords, the god of gods the one who had saved the people from Egypt, bringing them through the Red Sea, the one who had given them a king when they asked for it, and the one who even now dwells with his people. 
And so Jerusalem is not just the capital city of Judah or Israel. It is, in fact, a symbol for the church, the Old Testament church, the central focus of the church at that time, the place where people went for their sacrifices, the place where they could get the forgiveness of sins. Which, of course, means that now, today, the church is Jerusalem. The church is the place where people come for the forgiveness of their sins. But even as I use that word church, we can sometimes get a bit confused, because sometimes we'll get, start wondering, well, are we talking about like the building that's around us, or are we talking about something else? The church is the house of the Lord. And not the physical house of the Lord, it's not this building, no, the church is where two or three are gathered in his name. Well, okay, what, it, what exactly does it mean to gather in his name? It's really quite simple. The church gathers in the name of the Lord when we receive the gifts that God has promised to give to us. When we receive the word that endures forever and the sacraments, both baptism, which we all have already, which we have already been cleansed with and which we have all the time, and also the Lord's own body and blood and communion, which we partake of and receive the strengthening and nourishing of our faith and so, indeed, we can say with this intro that we are glad when we go to the house of the Lord. But perhaps this Sunday in particular, it's a little bit harder to be glad about that. When so many of us are not able to do what we usually do to do this gathering. When so many of us are not able to receive the sacrament as we would desire. And so many of us have to reach out and find different ways of receiving the word. And yet those opportunities are there. We can still go to the house of the Lord, and we are still free to be glad and joyful when we do, which means that we can still, even now, Rejoice with Jerusalem. We can still, even now, rejoice with the church. We can be glad because we love her and because we want to nurse and be satisfied, because we want to receive the gifts that are here. The church will continue to provide you the word and sacrament in whatever way we can, in the safest way that we can. And you are free be glad, therefore, to rejoice and to take opportunity in whatever way you are the most comfortable and safest to do, to continue receiving the word and the sacrament, to continue strengthening your faith, even during this time of fear and sadness. We can still be glad. 
We can even reach out, whether through the internet or phone calls, or we can even get back into writing letters. And we can be glad when we tell people, let us go to the house of the Lord. We don't have to let our isolation and sadness separate the church. We have so many technological marvels today that it's perfectly easy for us to reach out to our fellow church members and even to our neighbors who aren't churched to see how they're doing, to share the word with them, to ask what you can pray for. We are currently looking back at those times that we were standing in the gates of the church. Those times when we were able to gather together as one and Many of us are probably missing that quite dearly. But the truth of our Lord is that whether you are in the building or not, you are safe within the gates of the church. Those defensive gates which God can close over us. Gates that no plague, demon, or even death itself can penetrate. Which isn't to say that some of us might not get sick. Some of us might not even die. It's to say that no matter what happens, God has your soul. That no matter what happens, God will raise you from the dead on the last day. Whether you die sooner or later, whether you die by a plague or old age, you are safe within the gates of the church because our Lord will follow through on the promises that he has made to us. Which means that here and now during this time that we are secure. But it also means that here during this time we do need to pray for the peace church. We who love the Lord, we who are believers, are secure in this church, one way or another. No matter what happens, our Lord has us. And we are free to dwell in that peace and to trust in that peace as we trust in our Lord. But we also need to pray for the world. For the world that may not know of that peace, for the government who is struggling to do their best to protect their citizens, perhaps in ways that we aren't particularly fond of, but in ways that they are doing their best to fulfill the vocation that God has given them. And we pray for them to continue doing that. We also pray for our neighbors, our neighbors who are both members and those who are unbelievers. We pray for them during this time of isolation, a time which will be a struggle for all. We ask that God would give them the comfort that he has given us. We ask that God would strengthen that comfort in all of us. And of course, we ask the Lord that this plague be ended and ended according to his will recognizing that he is always in control.
control and recognizing that He knows our afflictions. He does not do this willingly or allow this to happen willingly. And therefore, we pray Him to end it. During this time, which we do not know how long it will go, we must remember one last thing from our intro. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be within you. During this time, people will need to make decisions. I'm not even talking about just the government, I'm talking about just your average, everyday person. They will need to decide, do I want to go to church if it's being offered? They will need to decide, how are we going to get groceries? They will need to decide, how will we continue worshiping the Lord? And not everyone is going to make the decisions that we want them to make. We have an opportunity to be the people that are speaking peace into the world. The people that are speaking forgiveness into the world. The forgiveness that Christ earned for us on the cross. We have the opportunity to be people of peace and joy in a world which at this moment knows perhaps more sadness and sorrow than we've ever seen. We don't have to be the people that are speaking doubt and fear, that are trying to create divisions, trying to criticize people. We are safe and secure in the church of our Lord, in the house of our Lord. And the peace of the Lord is ours, that peace which He earned for us on the cross. We are free to dwell in that peace no matter where we are, no matter how often we are able to meet, and we are free to be joyful about that peace that is inside of us. And we are free to use that peace to strengthen and build up those around us that they too may be glad as they gather to the house of the Lord, that they too may rejoice in the peace that the Lord has earned for them and that He wants to give them. And we are free to use this time as an opportunity to share the Word with these people. The very same Word that has created faith inside of us, the very same Word that we have even now, the very same word that will stick with us and endure forever, even to the resurrection of the dead, which we all look forward to so much. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds 